0: And now, this week's edition of Big Face with your host, Samantha Jane Tilton.
1: Hey guys, welcome to Big Face. I'm your host, Samantha Jane Tilton, and my guest today, actor director and acting coach, Jeffrey Cantor, or Cantor.
0: (laughs) Cantor, I I thought we went through this already in in, in the pregame. I I took a little risk. (laughs) How's it going? It's going all right. It's going all right. You're catching me in my um my makeshift office studio place.
1: I I love um and I love that uh the king. Uh so uh, uh
0: here, Jeffrey was yes. lovely
1: enough to show me this fantastic picture of him. My,
0: my, my, so my there's a thing, I don't know where you can find it. I, I think I saw a commercial for it. So you take a picture and they Photoshop you into a famous painting. So this is the painting of the King of England, but with the beard. I think. I mean, you would think I'm part of that painting, oh, for sure.
1: A hundred percent.
0: It is and, so it's odd. It's so. It's like. It's so. Look, like this is like. I, I want to say this is my my great ancestor, uh, or of course, as a Jew. Um, clearly, no Jew in the 18 or even no 1700s would ever have this on. This would not be...
1: Ever. Ever. It's not our people. It's no, just not. No,
0: And it's not because it's a little ghost. It's because we would never... <laughs> Moving That's on. That simple, right? <laughs> so, it Maybe only
1: other Jews know that.
0: Thank you, Jeff.
1: Uh, <laughs> so you're looking good, man. I got to say, this beard the nice tight haircut right now. You look great.
0: Thank you. Thank you. So the, the uh, yeah, so the beard, the beard's been around for a while, you know? Um, yeah. I was visiting a friend of mine and his daughter. Um, I've known her, but, but not, not spent a lot of time. And, and he was showing her my, my IMDB page and my reel. And so there's some stuff in my reel with like just a mustache or, or no, no facial hair. And she's the first person to say, you look horrible without a beard. Like <laughs> not just like, you look good with a beard. You look horrible without a beard. How old is she? 11.
1: <laughs> there you going go. On,
0: going on 30. But
1: Yes. Kids are great.
0: <laughs> but, um, I, the beard, um, the beard made its first professional appearance in, um, well, probably back like in drama school, I, I had a beard in drama school a little bit, but the beard made its first official appearance in um, in Tally's Folly that I did in, uh, the play in St. Louis and, and um, where were we? we? St. Louis and uh, Cincinnati Playhouse in the Park. And then it came off. And then I had a beard for a Man on a Ledge, but then it came off. But then since Daredevil, so Daredevil was 2014. Okay. And since Daredevil, with really maybe two exceptions, uh, the beard has been a permanent fixture on the face. And what I tell most people is the beard works. I take it to auditions or I do, or it self-tapes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And as long as I feed it, groom it, and take it for the occasional (laughs) walk, uh, it gives me 10%. (laughs) So, you know. It's, it's, you know, it's, it's a symbiotic relationship. Sure. And sure. it's, I,
1: but this is, I think the fullest I've seen it. So, so whenever it, I've seen you um, come in or, or just in anything I see you yeah. in. Yeah. Uh, so this is the fullest I feel like.
0: I, I well, I've also shaped it. Like I played a little bit because when I cut my hair, I sort of shaped it here. Yeah. But, but if you watch season one of Daredevil, you actually yeah. can watch it expand. And is that right? And by the end, and by the end it's like here.
1: See, and I don't remember that. That's funny. If you start
0: watching the show, it's about here. (laughs) And as the show progresses, it gets longer and longer because that's what would happen if somebody didn't shave their beard. Yeah, Um, that's just true. uh, The longest it was, I wonder if I have a photo.
1: I would love to see that. Let me
0: see. So so while we're talking, I'll see if I can find a photo of the longest- that the beard has ever been. I did a play a couple years ago. And uh, it was a period piece. And my beard was one long ass beard, man. <laughs> Holy cow.
1: Oh, I so need to see this now. Yeah,
0: yeah. It, like, like it was so big that that the wind would
1: that's what she said. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. No,
0: unfortunately, <laughs> th- there's no direct Correlation, which is a shame, because I'm could so you sorry. imagine? Is I'm if so- as your beard grew, so did other parts of you. Isn't that? would be, like, be a hell of a life. I, just think the fun you could have. Oh, don't shave boy. your beard, honey. Don't shave <laughs> your beard till tomorrow, please. Please till tomorrow. To that shave would be, your beard. That would
1: make life so interesting.
0: Okay, let's see.
1: And I will say, so uh, I'll t- while you're looking for that, I'll tell you something funny. So uh, in quarantine. So I have never seen Sopranos. Uh, It is only, uh, I've seen like an episode here or there when it was, when it came out. And today, this morning, I had woken up and started, I'm in like the last handful of episodes in 6B. And I'm I'm seeing this guy and I'm like, and then I'm hearing the voice and I'm like, that's Jeffrey.
0: Oh, oh, with the hairpiece?
1: No, wait, did you have a hairpiece?
0: I have a hairpiece and there's a yarmulke.
1: Oh, yes!
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But
1: you, but you were clean shaven.
0: Completely clean shaven.
1: And so, I, and I'm like, and but it's funny because it looked like you, but I'm not used to no beard. And then I hear your voice and I'm like, that's Jeffrey. Like, yeah, but- and it. It was very funny because literally it was this morning and we already had this plant. and I was that's like, that's so funny,
0: tiny. Yeah. You know, you, you, one pops up from time to time. Anyway, so I, I just asked yeah. if I can share a screen with you.
1: Oh, c- do I allow you to, or do I need yeah, to get a- permission?
0: Allow me to.
1: Okay. Hold so on. So I can
0: then find this photo for yeah. you. It's asking me. For permission? Zoom us, so not be able to record the contents of your screen until it is quit. What?
1: Come on, Later. Zoom, man. We're just we're just trying to live. We're just trying to know? live. Just
0: don't, trying to do live. This. don't do this to us, Zoom. There we go. Okay, you ready? So
1: little to live for. Go
0: ahead. Here we go. You
1: guys ready for this? Here we go. I don't know if I'm ready. Okay. Oh, oh wow. Can you see that? Yes. How do I zoom into that shit?
0: So that's... You zoom in. That's me.
1: That's fantastic.
0: That's me. So that that is... That's the full-on beard.
1: Wow, man. Oh, yeah, Can you make yeah. that a little bigger? Can yeah, you let me make it a zoom? little
0: bigger for you. When was that? So this was 2018. Wow. That is, yeah. first of all, yeah. that
1: is a gorgeous shot.
0: Yeah, that's when my beard was at its most, the most, that's enough. But that's when the that's- beard was at its most.
1: You know, it's, yes, that it's so full. But you know what's funny is that it, it almost looks just as, as long right now because it's shaped. Yeah, it's just not, so as, it's full, it's just not yes. as full on the
0: side. Outwards, um, and, the right. hair was, and the hair was a little, little longer then, and it yeah. was up in the cheeks. Yes. So the show I'm doing, when I go back to it, they, they want yeah, this do do? divot. So, it. so it, it also makes the face look bigger. But when, when the beard is to here... Mm-hmm. You know, you got it, flaunt it. I, got I was going to say,
1: so, I was, that's my boyfriend as well. He's like, thank God I can grow a good beard. Because he, you know, Yeah, I was things. also
0: told I'm not allowed to wear an earring if I don't have a beard. Like the earring, <laughs> my hip earring. See how hip I am? I'm you are happy.
1: hip. I feel like I've seen this before. I'm
0: so fucking <laughs> hip. Um, but without the beard, this I would not be able to wear this kind of earring.
1: I, I don't disagree, man. You, you got to bring them both. Otherwise, you, gotta, you, you gotta know, just, it both. just don't work. <laughs>
0: For sure. For sure. Dude, yeah. it's good
1: to see you. And you look and, and sound good. Thank How are you doing you. through this? I, I'm,
0: I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good. You also look and sound good. You're thank so good. You look and sound good. Yeah, I, uh, you yeah, know, this has been a challenging time. Um, right when uh, COVID hit, I just finished my first episode of a show that's going to be on Apple called Foundation. And so I was in Ireland for like they, 10 days. Wow. Great. And I came back and I was supposed to go back to Ireland. I was supposed to go to Malta and it all got pushed. So it looks like I'm probably going back to Ireland in, um, October, the end of October. And they're another planning job production. I, yeah. I mean, they're, they're trying to, I, th- I think they're going to try to start in September and then I won't be needed till the end of October. Um, and then there's another, uh, Job that I had called Doctor Death with Alec Baldwin and um, Kristen Slater, and that was supposed to have filmed in May in New York. And mm-hmm. They've also pushed that to October, so September will continue to be a lean month, where I'll okay. do other stuff. And, yeah. and um, and then October, the acting—you know—at least at, for an actor to have a couple of jobs lined up in this time,
1: I'm—that's a beautiful. Yeah, yeah I, I'm very, I was going to
0: say, I'm very fortunate for for a non-famous person. The famous people are okay, but for 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 the, for those of us who are just working stiffs to have stuff lined up, I'm I'm very fortunate, I'm very excited to have stuff that I know I have to go into, and
1: that's an um, amazing thing.
0: But during COVID, I've uh, something I'd written a long time ago. We did a reading of it with my friends from like the Resident and and Daredevil. Then um, I did a reading of somebody else's film, which was yeah. great fun. Um, I have some other things. I, I, I do creative consulting for, a, a few different, um, people. And so that, that's been keeping in me busy. this,
1: in this biz uh, or otherwise. So I
0: built some websites for, I built a, a couple of websites for some actors. I do coaching cool. for actors. Yes. Um, I also am creating content for, uh, and, and a creative consultant for a, uh, nonprofit called rethink the conversation and, hmm. uh, you can look it up, rethinktheconversation.org. Yeah. Um, so I've done, I, I did that entire website and the logo and all the content for my colleague. Um, she had worked for the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention a number of years back and hired me to do some work for them. Hmm. So that's how I got involved with her. Then that's I wonderful. did work for her own website because she does um, suicide bereavement counseling. So I worked on her website and a doctor who's giving advice. I did their website. Uh, you know, so just um, staying, staying pretty staying busy. busy. And, and and I also created a, um, an online program for harassment and discrimination training, workplace really? training. Yeah. Called Goodbye Harassment. So uh, I did all that. And now we're, we're adding some elements to that. So I, I've been remarkably busy for somebody who has yes. to do. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And, and it's funny. Cause you say like for a non-famous person and like You know, where what you do, the career that you get to to lead and live, I feel like is, like, if I were to say so, like, such a beautiful, happy place because you're working, you're known, respected, recognizable, but not getting mobbed. I would hope you don't get mobbed.
0: No, don't get mobbed. That's right. I'm, I am no Brad Pitt, <laughs> but then again, he's no, well, wow. he? <laughs> that, that, uh, that is quite I, true. I, I have gotten recognized in, in the oddest places. I've gotten recognized on the street. I mean, I'd yeah. never really gotten recognized before daredevil. Uh, I would, really? get, I, I would occasionally get this. No, right? <laughs> Like that's what you get. Um, and daredevil has, has changed that to some extent. Um, yeah. I, I've been recognized on, on subway platforms. I was with my son um, getting a drink and somebody sitting at an opposite table is like, you know, like freaking out that it's me. And, um, oh, hold
1: on. Sorry. Wait. Uh, did
0: I just freeze?
1: Yeah, uh, yeah, you froze. You said I was getting a drink with... Um, with my son. Yes. I so, don't know what happened. Something changed. So uh, we,
0: Benjamin ben, ben, ben and I were... were getting a, a, a drink at a bar down uh, in, in the village. And there was this, you know, really bulked up African-American guy. He sort of comes over. I'm like, and he's like, dude. I'm like, dude. <laughs> What's he, happening? Are, he goes, are, are, you, are, are you Jeffrey Cantor? I'm like, yeah. And he was a big fan. Um, and, and, and like, and a guy walking down the street with his girlfriend. Like He's in a suit and his girlfriend's all dolled up. And he's like, he, like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. I, I like walking down the street and like ripped jeans. So that's, the ego really likes that. I have to admit, my ego loves that for sure. It's clearly yeah. not why you do it. Um, and the truth about the business is everything. everything is, it's all interconnected, right? So mm-hmm. the optics are that I have a career that is enviable. From a financial standpoint, it's, it's fine. I mean, I have a house. You, Thank God. I have, I have a picture of me as the king, um, <laughs> but, but we, but we, but we live, you know, we live a pretty simple frugal life.
1: Mm-hmm. Um,
0: but the, the business, I was
1: going to make a Jewish joke, but I just, I held uh, back
0: <laughs> the business, but the business appreciates, um, and builds on success because it's the business is so yeah. risk averse, right? So nobody wants to take a risk with anybody or on anybody new. So yeah. I, to your point, I'm kind of new for some people. But I'm a known, I'm, I'm a new known commodity, though. Mm-hmm. So, so once that's people see what I've done, they're less nervous about taking a chance on me. And that's what the business is, I'm, unfortunately, it's what the business is about as much as anything else is, you know, who can I get who we know can do this? Because, mm-hmm. because everyone is sort of the, the agent is going to be a little fearful. What if I send the wrong people and the casting directors? What if I choose the wrong people? Then the producers, you know, so, right. So the, the less risk there is, um, the, the better chance you have of getting something.
1: I know it's like, it, it, it's, a, it, you know, uh, speaking to non-actors or people not in this industry, it's always such an interesting kind of catch 22. Like you need to have done work to get work, but you can't, Get work if you you know it's right like and this. it's and it's
0: always been the case. I mean that's true of getting your equity card. That was true of getting yep. your SAG card. I, I do think now. I've seen some people. I've had some students, who have found um, <clears throat> some people who will film you, not like an audition with a black screen or a, or right. a gray screen behind you, but actually as though you're doing a piece. I initially was really um, antagonistic towards that because mm-hmm. it's it's so fake. At the same time, with everything going digital, uh, if you have an opportunity to make something look real, uh, especially if it's a monologue, right? It's you know, I mean, if you're doing a Law and Order thing and and you're having a conversation with with Bariska and she's not right. there, they're gonna know. But um, I, but I had a student and I gave them um, a speech from a TV show I had done Mm. and we took it out of context a little bit and we tightened it up and they filmed, these people filmed her and it looks like it's from a TV show. And so I think now with technology, I think there's, there's, I wouldn't say it's a way of circumventing the truth of it, Mm -hmm. but there's opportunities for, for actors to at least get seen in a way that didn't exist when I was coming up when I was coming up if you couldn't get in the door you could not get in the door there was no back door um, right and I think so technology has helped a lot I mean that's you know uh, health and
1: yeah yeah, yeah you uh, know it, it also it's mixed bag it, right yeah
0: you know the field is oversaturated and but but that the nature of our business has always been you know going back and forth that balance has always been the case so
1: You said um, a couple things. One, when did you start acting?
0: Well, when I was uh, in, like, third grade, I was doing, like, choir and stuff. You know, I was that little skinny kid who got really good grades and got beaten up. And um, so I was in choir, and then I started doing plays when I was in grade school up at the high school. Our high school, Pasco Kills High School, was doing these semi-professional level play. They were unbelievable. Everybody would do them. It was the most popular thing at the school. Mm. Actually, two, the first show I did at the high school was um, Most Happy Fella," which is a musical, great musical, I think Lesser, Frank Lesser. And Kathy Marath and Steve Polis had the leads. Now, Kathy Marath went on to do Pirates of Penzance on Broadway, and I think is now... Amazing. at one either at ANDA or one of the schools like in a teaching position. Yeah. She was this amazing talent. And wow. C. Bullis was an opera, he, he, he had the most amazing voice ever. He died in um, 9-11 when he was mm-hmm. about to leave the business world and go back to singing. But, um, so I started doing <sighs> plays up there and then I did plays in grade school and then I did yeah. plays in high school and community theater, but I was going to be a lawyer. Nice to work in New Jersey, like, what the fuck else am I going to do? <laughs> so, so I was going to be a lawyer. A and, doctor uh, of a lawyer. A doctor of a lawyer. So doctor I was going to be an actor, a, a, a lawyer. <laughs> and, um, and when I got to Amherst, um, there was no pre-law, like you couldn't major in pre-law, like that wasn't a thing. Mm. Hmm. So really what does it matter? Right? So it's going to be English or what? So I became a drama major. Um, but also I did West side story. I did Summerstock that year up in Weston. Yeah. And then I did West side story and Len Berkman, who was the head of the drama department at Smith sent me a letter after my performance describing my work in these sort of, um, very actory in this very actory detail. Um, and, uh, and I so I declared my drama major uh, at the end of um, sophomore Actory year.
1: detail meaning uh... meaning like
0: he saw he saw specifics about my work and my and my approach that I was it was all intuitive for me, but from his standpoint, it was mm. like you 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 have this the is what you should life. be doing. Yes. And so then, mm. yeah, I started taking more acting classes. I took a, a full-on liberal arts, you know, docket. Yeah. Um, but then I went to the Eugenio Theater Center. So the National Theater Institute in Connecticut is a 14-week, 10 and a half hours of, uh, of class a day. It's so it was really intense. So like three. There was one day off when I was Jeez. there. Now they have three days off. But it's the most intense experience, including drama school. And the teachers I was working with, I worked with Mars Karnofsky, who had been part of the group theater. You know, he was a a Meissner Uda Agen contemporary, mm-hmm. you know I had six hours of class with him a week.
1: I was gonna say for those of you watching that aren't actors, these are big names in you, that. You thing. know, <laughs> yeah, but names from
0: like from the from the group theater who yes. when, when Stanislavski, when the method was coming over to the United States, mm-hmm. they were the ones who were interpreting it. That's yep. why there are all these schools, there's Strasbourg and Uda Agen and and yep. Um,
1: Stella Adler. And- yeah,
0: and, and and Morris used to say, "I'm teaching you the Karnofsky method." Hmm. So he also had his own spin on it. But working with him, I would get the kind of feedback where you're like, "I'm on I'm on a path, right?" And and acting really is one of the few things you can do. It's I'm, I know I'm biased, but it's one of the few things you can do where every part of you is activated right? Your emotional state, your intellectual state, your physical state, it's all clicking at the same time. You have to be analytical, you have to be intuitive, you have to, you know, it, 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 every part of you is engaged. And if, if
1: I was going to say, if you're lucky enough to be an actor and be free in your acting, and I think, good acting is when all of you can be activated
0: yeah yeah i mean you know clearly I mean? that that's the goal i mean when i'm you know that that's the goal i you I, when i coach i don't we don't focus on like activate all of you that's not no. what i do i'm, I'm that's very, the
1: death of it for me when i, I, I think very, about trying I'm very <laughs> script
0: centric when i work uh, as a coach it's all about mm-hmm. the script but the the activity itself is a it's a moment to moment experience that you can't get in, in there's nothing else you can do that's like it, except maybe playing sports.
1: Hmm.
0: Right? I think playing sports has the same kind of scripted spontaneity to some extent. Um, interesting. But but that's why I mean it's different in a lot yes. of ways, of, no, course, of course. But but you know, you have set play, and then you are doing the play that you have scripted. But then all of a sudden, somebody hits you from the blind side, like that changes things. So you drop your yes. you're walking across the stage with a mug, and you drop it. You still have to deal with that in real time, right? Yep. Okay. So, um, so I I told I remember telling my parents and like this is what I got to do, and you know. <laughs> And my parents, <laughs> like my parents, remarkably supportive. They saw, they've ah, seen everything I've done um, hmm. on stage, and uh, and especially now, you know, it's a looking back. I now have a pension. I have health care. I have a house, and and I was able, and still am able, with not without struggle, to um, do what I love to do, and to promote what I love to do, and to teach what I love to do. Yeah, and. And that's a great way to live a life is to, to do what you love to do and love what it is you do. I and mean, that's, uh-huh. I'm just very fortunate. And, and especially now, I mean, I, there are doctors who are getting fired, right? They're like, like, there's no safe job right now. It's not like, no. it's not like any, unless you're in IT. Yeah. Or if you it's work true. for Netflix, Amazon or Hulu, <laughs> then, you, then you're, then you're pretty good
1: you kind of you kind of set right there
0: yeah yeah not as an actor but um no <laughs> but uh, so so yeah so i i started doing it young and and wasn't professional until i left drama school my first job at was out of drama school and i was a vj for the night network
1: wow mm. yeah
0: <laughs> quite a gig I have to load those pictures into my computer. At some point. I know.
1: I was like, I was like, I wish we could share a screen. That that would be amazing. Yeah, I don't have.
0: I don't think I have any of those pictures on my computer. But that was. Uh, that was yeah. The Night Network. That was what it was. The first wow. intelligence program in England ever. And so that's it, amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was really, really cool. Emma Freud was on it, and uh, who else? People famous in England were on
1: yeah, it. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's amazing. Yeah,
0: that was my first professional gig. Wow. Yeah, 1987.
1: Wow. Did you ever, like, did you ever hit a point? In... <laughs> I'm so old. It's so weird. Just for any of you, if you are watching or listening and you're young, it's going to be gone in, like, three seconds. So I am, enjoy.
0: <laughs> I am so fucking old, man.
1: <laughs> Dude, I still,
0: I'm... I'm old enough I to be my even... own father. I. <laughs> That's how old I am.
1: <laughs> I meet 20-something-year-olds, and I'm like... That kid, blah, blah, blah. Like, I'm just like, you're a kid. Kid. It's it's crazy. Yeah, yeah. It's crazy. And I, I thought I was so old that, like, I thought I knew it all.
0: Mm. No, no, I no, you inter- don't know shit.
1: I don't, yeah. I, I'm still I, learning I, lots I, of shit. I, yeah,
0: I still don't know shit. <laughs> I know what I know, but I know I don't know shit. So, yep. um, what Something are you going to ask?
1: Um, I was going to say, oh, like, through all of it, like, you know, you've been a working actor. Were there times where it sounds like. Even that person that saw your sloth, that was so New York of me. My brother would have just totally made fun of me. Uh, (laughs) Such a Jewish Long Islander. So, uh, you know, when you did West Side Story and that person's the words about you and sounds like for you, it's always been very instinctual. It's been very- Yeah,
0: so it started off instinctual, but then I went to drama school. I mean, I went to NTI for, for a semester and then I went to drama school for three years in London because it was instinctual, and I realized that was a shortcoming, right? Hmm. So I had the instinct and the love and the intellectual capacity, but I didn't have those other elements. Where you, like, what happens if you don't feel it? What happens? Right. You know, what can you do to enhance something? What can you? What? What? What are the learned components of this art form? It's kind of like a Venn diagram, right? Yep. I use that word a lot now. I. D- so it's like a Venn diagram so you have your you have your intuition you have your intelligence mm-hmm. and then you have your will and then you have learned skills and it's where they it's 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 where they all come together that you know that's that's you need all of those elements to to really to to get it really clicking
1: yeah, because so yeah,
0: yeah, so that's right. why I went. That's why I went to England to to because I was really good. I was really good at surface character work. Mm-hmm. Like I could do. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not a cartoon funny voice guy, but I can do tons of accents and. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was that's very cool. good at being myself, but there's something about England because the the pool is so small. Mm-hmm. That, that you have actors who are forcing themselves to find a, a greater range of character work that they can do. Hmm. And you know I, I'm not the chiseled chinned, muscular young man who's gonna you know, get there on his looks. And I knew that I was not gonna be the leading man. Um, and I, I understood pretty early on that, that what I really wanted to do is discover how can I bring all the truth that I sort of feel here to a character that I have a little less in common with, and England provided that um, that bridge for me from a skill standpoint.
1: It's pretty amazing. Um, I, I can identify with that. Like the, you know, I, I guess you could say, call it raw talent. That's always been. Uh, I've had it all in here, but then having to learn when it when it when it needs to be right now and this. Exactly like this. How do I get from here to there if I'm not feeling it? So learning those tools, having right. the tools in my tool belt to well, be able yeah, to play it all.
0: Yeah, it's really important, you know, and, and plays and, and film and TV are so different, right? So yes. So one like, you know, you have this long rehearsal period and then, then you're on stage for two hours. And so that's one way of of you get to release some of the head stuff because you're in the middle of you're on that fucking roller coaster and yep. you've done all the prep work film and tv it's you're doing these small little moments at a time and it's hard to sort of live through this i mean you're lucky if you'll shoot the scene in one like if they let you run the camera and they'll do a one for you yep you you're not shooting the whole fucking movie in one yeah <laughs> right so right. so being able and then you'll be doing different takes and so being able to adjust to what a director wants or being able to adjust to the way that the camera's going to try to frame you up or, you know, those are all these outside external things that are not natural and you can't pretend that they are. So you need to have the skill to, and the experience, you need to sort of exercise up part of your brain where you can take all that in, let it go, and then just talk to the person. So
1: yeah. Yeah. The, the taking all that in and being able to let it go. That's like, the, that's the interesting part. For sure. When I started, cause I, I didn't study. I didn't, uh, I, I was, I, I say this a lot when I want to talk about acting. Cause it's part of my story, but like I, I was the kid. I was in every play. I was, you know, uh, all county singing and did everything. And then my mom got sick when I was in sixth grade and I, things just changed. And I stopped doing any of that stuff within me. And then she passed away when I was in 11th grade. And I, it was years to get, to find my way back to life and myself so many years. And like, so I didn't go to college for it. I studied psychology and sociology, which they're so intertwined, you know? And, Mm -hmm. um, but then taking that raw talent when I like finally started to study I started learning all those tools and techniques and I was so in my head, I was like, what's my intention? What's my moment before? Who am I talking to? And I couldn't act, I was just paralyzed. So finally getting to a place of like learning all of that with all that was there and being able to let that go and then just talk and be able to be,
0: Yeah. process. Yeah, you know, it, it's, it's an interesting thing. The, the, my favorite training did not include what's your intention. Mm-hmm. Right? What it what it did was, what what am I doing? And all of a sudden you're you're out of your head and you're looking at what what are you doing? Yep. Huh. Now, intention is implied in that. Yeah. But if you're if I'm having yep. a conversation with you, but what I'm actually doing is brushing my teeth. Okay. So that that informs how i'm talking to you yep why am i you know am i going to drop this to how it how important is what i'm saying so Mm -hmm. there's all these context is everything and if you just focus on what you're doing really there's this is the big note for anyone who wants to train to be an actor yeah figure out what you're doing first that's and you do it using the text you know, whatever the writer has given you, the playwright or the screenwriter, whatever they've given you, use that to determine what the fuck it is you're doing. Done.
1: It's and so, it's, and it's, as soon as you said, I, I'm brushing my teeth and I was, it's like, right. So, so Jeffrey just saying it, it made complete sense to me. It's, it totally changes.
0: Right. I, I remember, I remember I was, I was, <sighs> Long time ago. It was a great idea. And I hope we get to do it again. But I'm not going to give it away now because Peter Rushforth- <laughs> But it was a project <laughs> that made a lot of sense to me. It was really early on. It was sort of a directing thing. And I was auditioning people for Romeo and Juliet. And we were discussing um, The scene uh, before the nurse comes in when 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 Juliet's mom is calling for her and this one woman who was auditioning. I'm like, okay, stop, stop. What's, what's, what's about to happen? We're about to have this big party. How old are you? I'm 40. I'm like, no, 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 (laughs) you're not 40 because how old is Juliet 13? How old are you? Uh, You're, you're, you're 25, 26. So you're 25, 26 year old young woman. Mm
1: -hmm. Yes.
0: You're married with kids and you're 26. You're about to go to a party. What the fuck would you be doing? You'd be getting ready for the party, right? It takes a lot longer to do your hair and get your corset on back then. Anyway, you guys, just, that's all you're doing today.
1: That's it. That's the entire, and so all of yep. a sudden
0: she's sitting at a, at a makeup mirror while she's mm. calling for the nurse to get Juliet. And all of a sudden that it just, it's that simple. Yeah. It can be that simple.
1: Right? It can be that simple. Yeah. It's getting to a, it's, but like you said, it's, it's, Learning that, learning that tool of like, like what the fuck are you doing? Like What's you just, you know, you and doing? that's yeah, and that's and What's
0: it's the a the learning fuck you process, doing? If you man. Focus, yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. It's it's amazing. Um, what do you think it is about you? I mean, so you're easy to talk to. I mean, uh, you're likable. I mean, sometimes I have liked you when I've met you. You know, you're all right.
0: I'm relatively uh, <laughs> likable. <you> talk to. <laughs>
1: what would you What would you say? has kept you working? What do you think? I mean, other than being talented, obviously we've seen that in your work, we see that, but what do you think it is that?
0: Oof, I, I don't know. Um, I, I, I'm pretty clear about who I am. Hmm. Um, and I, uh, I, I, my approach is always the same. Um, I'm not timid about how I approach work or the commitment I'll put into it, so I, I I treat each audition as an opportunity to do the work, as opposed to get the work. So if that's you lovely. if you go in, at, I mean it took me a while to learn this, but if you go in saying "Please give me this job," that's one kind of energy. If you go in and say "This is what I do," enjoy the show. Uh huh. Right and i'm not focused i never focus on performance it's always about the process and about figuring it out and i really love doing that that's my favorite part of this art form um but Mm -hmm. i don't go in anymore looking for jobs i go in to share my work and yeah and i think i don't know because i don't i haven't done a poll of casting directors Mm -hmm. but uh, we have.
1: I'll tell you what we all said later. Okay,
0: thank you. <laughs> um, but my understanding from a few casting directors is they love having me in, because they always know they're going to get, it may not be the right thing, but they're always going to get something. So I think, I think that, yep. that contributes. Also, I prep like a fiend. Do in you? In terms of, I'm ready. Yeah. I'm just ready. I go in, I'm ready. I don't go in not ready right? That's, and I, so that there's that. And I love yes. what I do. I mean, I, 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 I like auditions, you know? It's, um, yeah. So I, I, I think, knew were,
1: yeah, that's great. Sorry.
0: Go ahead. Yeah. I, I'm just saying, so I, I, I love this art form. I, I think that carries over. I think people recognize that. Look, I'm, I'm sure I've rubbed some people the wrong way. We all do. Um, we all do. I, there, there's a, like a lot of actors, there's a lot of Jeffrey, right? like, there's a lot, (laughs) you know, a lot of Sammy too. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And I think, um, uh, you know, so people who like me, like me, people who don't, don't, but they, but it's me, right? Whatever, whatever they're getting is me. They're not getting, there's no artifice of what you see. When you see my picture, like walk into the room when I'm on set, it's all the same. Um, and I'm also, so I think that's another thing. And, and I'm efficient. I mean, I got on set. If we're doing multiple takes, it ain't because I'm, I'm fucking up or messing up lines. It's because yeah. of something else happening. Right. And, and I mean, when, on Daredevil, when I was working with Deborah Ann, especially she's,
1: mm-hmm.
0: she's also like me, like this very, she's amazing. I love working with her. But she's like me like a kind of a, an actor geek and we over prep yeah. and we work on it together and we do lines in the in the in our chairs and hair and makeup I love and we that. get out there and we're done two takes three takes done moving on I,
1: that's wonderful yeah, right? people
0: people Wait, love that if can you imagine you're the director or you're the whatever like oh my <laughs> god he, his acting's like this but he's fucking efficient <laughs> That's what we that's know.
1: What, he's he's all in. That's right. what that, I can ask
0: you. My, my my is gonna say he was an eh actor, but he's efficient <laughs> as fuck. Here lies Jeff Kent. Eh, but and he brought eh, it. Yeah, but efficient <laughs> as fuck.
1: <laughs> I love that. Yeah. You know, you you just said a lot though. Like I always say this, whether I'm whether I'm teaching or when I'm casting, I say, and I I realize this as an actor, instead going in like. What do they want or what, you know, um, I want this with that. That kills anything that can happen for me. Yeah. But when I go in, what can I give to this? What can I bring? How do I bring this to life for, for that, for the purpose of that and not me, but just to be of like service to the material mm-hmm. I'm out of myself.
0: Yeah, and yeah, then yeah. there's
1: this freedom to bring instead of take.
0: Yeah. Yeah. For sure. For sure. Yeah. I mean, you know, I remember hearing from somebody that, they were taking a class and the class was about figuring out what casting directors want. I'm like, don't take the class (laughs) (laughs) because you don't know. You'll never And they're all different. Right. And if you focus on what a casting director wants as Mm -hmm. opposed to the work, you're not going to be doing the work and you're going to be wrong. And also no offense to casting directors that may not be what the director wants. Right. So, so, you know, um, 10% being 100% a result,
1: true.
0: Yeah. Being a result. I mean, be, being an actor who's about results is, um, is going to be an actor who's going to have a very frustrating career. You, you can't, you can't worry about, do they like me? Am I doing it the right way? You got to just do the work. And if you focus on doing the work, that is the right way. Yep,
1: yeah. That's, that's everything I, whenever I'm teaching, I'm always just like, you go, if you go into that room and you try and do it right, you try to do it, to do it the way that you think they want it. That is the death of doing anything Absolutely. good it is the Absolutely. death of it. Yep. And, you know, I think something you said, which you kind of just said, cause it is, you said, I know who I am and I, you know, and, and that's who I bring to this. That's who I bring to that. That for me, I'll speak for myself is a huge piece of moving along in my acting and my career is knowing who I am, owning that, and not being apologetic about it, but bringing that in the best way possible, if possible.
0: Right, you know, look, I, I don't think, um, when I say I know who I am, like, I, I don't sort of characterize myself, or caricature eyes myself. Mm-hmm. I go in with a, I try to be as neutral as possible, so that I can work, do the character work that I need to do. Yep. But in terms of knowing that I can deliver in the room and knowing that this is what I do um, is, is vital uh, to your state of mind, right? Um, they want, I would imagine the one consistent thing for casting directors and directors and, and anybody is you want an actor who knows who the fuck they are, right? Who, yeah. who is who they say they are, who presents, you know, what you're getting is the real deal. Yep. because then they know what they're that what they have to work with
1: yep
0: so um there's
1: a trust and a confidence in yeah, yeah yeah i
0: agree yeah and, and, and there's a big difference between confidence and arrogance I, you know I, I, i'm not saying i'm the best actor <laughs> um i don't know that there is such thing as the best actor i think that's hmm. a problem anyway i think there's enough competition as it is yes but but i'm confident that there, i can act with anybody you know because I've acted with everybody.
1: It's kind of like being able to be a human with all different people. Kind of like, like being,
0: it's just like being a human, <laughs> except better.
1: Except way better. What I
0: love is, what I love we can is, do it on demand. <laughs> yeah, what, what I love is, is, uh, no, we don't want actors, we want real people. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Doink, doink, doink. Real person. I am an actor. I am a real person.
1: I do exist. It happens. <laughs> the
0: the, way, the reason I'm a pretty good actor is because I'm a real person <laughs> and I bring that real personness to bear on my acting.
1: It's a it's a crazy business, man. Crazy. I'm I'm happy for you Thank that you. you're doing it. And I'm I'm sorry that uh, Corona took you out of the projects that you're doing, but I'm so happy to it hear just that. just
0: postpone them. Yeah. postpone them. I'm very yeah very lucky. I mean, and I'm sure,
1: yeah, and yeah. and not good as of it sounds like things will be picking up, God willing, as of October,
0: yeah, 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 for sure
1: that's lovely to hear from my ears as well, yeah,
0: yeah, and and there's like little bits and pieces that are coming out before then, so i was I had a small part in American pickle an American pickle with Seth Rogan, so okay, I, no, I show oh, up yeah, in yeah, that there. yeah. uh there's a movie coming out uh, on my birthday, October thirtieth called um Blackjack: the story of Jackie Ryan. I played Peter Vesey in that. Awesome. Um, I did a couple of short films, one's in a festival, Um, you know, so the, and that's the other thing about what we do, right? So you shoot something three years ago, all of a sudden it shows up. You're like, I know,
1: (laughs) it's amazing how that happens.
0: Yeah. But, but there's enough, you know, there's, there's enough out there that, uh, that no one's going to forget it. I mean, I'm sure some people forget about me, but. But
1: I'll never forget you. <laughs> you <very> <laughs> you're a real mensch. <laughs> oh,
0: thank you. I know you just no. squeezed your own cheek, but I. I know.
1: I, I. was like, I, <laughs> you I, really are. You're. <laughs> you're real mensch. Thank you. You are, and I'll, I'll, uh, I'll, uh, I'll let you go, uh, do some stuff. But I have another question for you. Sure, go ahead. So there's a portion of my show, and it's called "The Feather in Your Cap." <laughs> by feather in your cap, I mean a success or an achievement or something that you've learned that may help you in the future, or that has maybe already paid off to help you. And I wanted to know if you have one.
0: In the business?
1: Anything in life.
0: Could be
1: business related, but something that maybe could help others.
0: uh, All right. So I don't know that this is a feather in my cap, but I bring this up occasionally. My grandfather on my mother's side was a colonel in the uh, in the army. So he enlisted in World War One mm-hmm. and then between the wars rose up the ranks a bit more. And by World War II, he was a colonel. By the end of World War II, he was a bird colonel. He was the highest ranking Jewish officer in the United States Army, actually, at the time. Wow. And wow. yeah, he was an amazing man and and mm-hmm. like sort of the first of the great men in my head. Like the I, like there was something awe inspiring about him. And I remember Mm -hmm. him saying to me once, if somebody asks you to do something, say yes, and then figure it out. Mm -hmm. And I mean, he told me that when I was young enough for it to stick. So I don't know, that's a feather in my cap, but but that that really stuck with me. And I think uh, I I, I've tried to live by that. And sometimes Mm -hmm. to one's detriment. (laughs)
1: <laughs> right and you say,
0: "Yeah, I can do that, and then you can't, but it turns out nine times out of ten it, anything I've said yes to is something that is certainly within my skill set to yeah. to accomplish and um and it's paid off uh you know I think uh so that's that's my favorite piece of personal advice. The other was from Mars Karnowsky, who said, Nietzsche might be really interesting, but you wouldn't invite him to your Christmas party. <laughs> because <laughs> he wouldn't be any fun. <laughs> so also good advice. Don't invite Nietzsche to your party.
1: Great feathers right there. <laughs> yeah.
0: So two different forms of advice, but but I think Morris was right. I mean, it's not really something you'll ever, it's not a model you can test out because Nietzsche's funny, but, but,
1: but I'm sure we all know a Nietzsche here and there.
0: So. <laughs> we, we all got a Nietzsche in the closet.
1: Good pieces of advice. I love uh, it. All right. Those are great feathers. Thank you so much, man. My
0: pleasure. This was great fun.
1: Yeah, it was really, it's lovely to see you. Thank and you. Thank you. Yes. And so, guys, thank you for tuning in. And uh,
0: Nice to see you all. Personally. Yeah,
1: I'm sure you're very happy. I know. And uh, yeah, so, you know, like, rate, subscribe, any of that good stuff you want if you want to see some more of us. And uh, Jeffrey, you're awesome, man. Real mensch. Oh, bench. thank
0: you. Thank you. And you can find me just saying, I said Yes. Twitter yep. is Mr. G. Cantor. No, Instagram is Mr. G Cantor. Twitter is Jeff Cantor. Facebook is Jeffrey Cantor. And my website is jeffreycantor.com.
1: And just so you know, in case you didn't quickly write that down, you don't have to keep pausing it. I will write this information with the episode also, well, guys. So there you so go.
0: Uh, <laughs> there we go. All right. So
1: you will not be forgotten.
0: Thank you. All right. Bye. It was All right. Really, bye. Really great pleasure. Have a nice day. Thanks
1: night. for being here. Bye. 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 See ya.